Steve Thomas made a big deal. I, I read an interview about him with him about this film, and I saw a video which was an interview with him promoting this film. He went across Canada trying to make this film something. And right. in all of it, he says that this is an indictment of the Canadian medical system. He was saying, like, roads, bridges, highways. They're all 19... Roads, bridges, highways, hospitals. Like, he starts talking about, like, this 1950s model for things and and how it just doesn't apply to today and it hasn't been updated. So this is his statement about how hospitals are falling apart. Oh, it's love interest. Sweet. So, you know, not that these guys aren't interchangeable, but they, did they get a blowjob today? That blowjob couple? Yeah, that is not blowjob couple, but the guy on the left got the blowjob. Now, gotcha. that is Pat Kelly in real life. He's Dale Dodd, and he's the womanizer. And, right, and he is good comedic partners with Peter Oldring, who is the guy who went and told the wrong family their dad was dead, okay? So gotcha. he is a, like trying to be a womanizer. He came on to the head nurse. He got a BJ from Mitzi. And now he's starting to have a serious relationship with this one. So the thing is, what are you telling me about this guy? Like, is he the womanizer or is he the serious boyfriend? And the film doesn't do any character arc with him. Like, he's the womanizer, but now because of his love for her, he's becoming the serious boyfriend. There's none Which of is that. what we would expect. That's a great point because that's what would happen because we just watched him dilly-dally in the, in the aisles. I, for some reason, I feel like they're going to be selling me something. Like, it has well, the quality of a good commercial. There really is no plot to this film. Rather, there's comedy bit, comedy bit, comedy bit, comedy bit. And then some of the characters have mini subplots. So this is like, there's not like a day in the life or like at the end of the day, the hospital has to close and they're racing for something. Well, uh, at the end of the film, uh, as, okay, getting us into act three, uh, the three doctor interns, the three male interns get into a lot of trouble and they're going to get kicked out. But then there was like a bus crash and all these people filled the ER and it was them who like saved the day. One of the people they saved was a billionaire. And so he donates to the hospital a quadrillion cool. dollars. And then they're not kicked out because they saved the day. But that's as far as we go for plot, you know. Canadian billionaire. I created ketchup red, uh, potato chips. Right. In Canadian money, he is a billionaire. In American money, he's a high millionaire. Yeah. High millionaire. Billionaire, as McDonald's would say. So now, like, they're going to have to deliver a baby. And remember, they're just students. Although they've been all the way through med school, this is their the final period on the end of a sentence for a doctor to be... No, now you're out in the real world with, with real patients. And so what we're learning is, like, this is their first time being real doctors, and they got to go all the way and be real doctors. No, and nobody wears surgical masks. I have a bad movie beef, and this is what it, this seems exactly it. Uh -huh. Is that if you're gonna do like a child being born comedy bit, do it at the end of the movie. How can you top that? 
How can you top giving birth? You can do another hour of show? Like, that should be the finale. I, I You know, Freddie got fingered whether you love it or hate it. He's delivering <laughs> babies 20 minutes into that movie. Probably why I hate that film, honestly. But that's just well, like... Well, we'll never see the baby born. It's ridiculous. just a comedic bit. There's no payoff? I'm like, of course we want to see the baby born. Just pay, move on. Have the baby with a cigar and a little hat saying, I did it, you know? Okay, so his mom will come in because she's a gynecologist and she will, like, save the woman's life. And then Peter will be mad. You, is it intern mom's visit day? And <laughs> Not that the kid's okay. It's not good. It's not good. I'm sorry I made you watch this three times. Two times. <laughs> yes. This is my yeah. fourth time, yes. Brutal. <clears throat> they're they're having cutesy cutesy love things. There's like somebody thinks that the bed that four people died in in a row is haunted. And I don't know. It's not good. He's under oh, there. There's the mom. At, right. Now in real life. Okay, there we go. It's the music I can't listen to. In real life, she is, her name's Sue Huff, and she's a politician from Alberta, Canada. She was the acting leader of the Alberta Party from November 23rd, 2010 to May 2011, and she served as a public school trustee from Edmonton, which is where this is filmed. So now How that's that's great. Off. Yeah. So maybe because this is government finance, she's in the film. I don't know. But the thing is, this is 2004 be before she became a like a prominent politician. So I kind of don't get it. Well, is it, was she like an actor or a comedian? Maybe she was like one of those comedians who were like a little politically act and then just moved into politics. Well, when you look her up on IMDb, this is her only credit, and it just talks about her as a politician. And she is, like, almost exactly my age. That's the only other interesting thing about her to me. Well, that's great that she was giving birth back in 2004, Carl. Way to go. You, yeah. Woo. Oh, that's mom, like, right? Give me hugs. Yeah, or something like that. Huggy booze. Uh, way to kill the moment. Carl, you gonna talk about the quality of that guy? Oh, the guys. Well, those guys are there for obviously they had an accident. Their butts have yeah. cracks right down the middle. Right down the middle. Oh, finally, scene two with the That was it, our second scene. I've seen more scene. Oh, third scene. No, no, he'll be out throughout the film. This is no cameo. In what? Oh, he'll be in the rest of the movie? Yeah. He'll be in scene 17, scene 19, scene 19A, as regulated in the movie Canadian Film Guild. He's going to get it on? I'm missing this movie. Oh, it's well, done by Dan Aykroyd. Did you like it? Very nice, Michael. Thank you. I was a person named Dan Aykroyd in the movie from 2004. 
Like but a, I'm serious about Dan Aykroyd. In terms of his acting, he is one note. He's always Dan Aykroyd. Always. Yeah, but there's a certain madness to his method, right? There's a certain, like, ha-ha, the absurdity of life while listening to bureaucratic Adelon while just opposed against supernatural forces. I mean, is there a joke to it? I mean, some people have a stick that lasts because it, it resonates to your soul. Like, there must be something that that clings when you see Dan Aykroyd perform. I mean, I've seen him in hundreds of movies. Dan Aykroyd, he sounds exactly the same. Right, but I'm saying like there must be a reason for that. Like, what is the point yeah, of, laziness, of that style? Laziness. Come on, let's act. Be a different but, person. But I'm saying like, comedy wise, there's always like a, a spark that you always like. You watch Mike Myers because he has this something silly about life in him. Great example. Great example. Mike Myers will be right. Austin Powers, but he will be Doctor Evil in the very same movie. 100% different guy. You will see him in all of his uh, Saturday Night Live sketches. He's in the bathtub going, bum watcher. He's a completely different guy. He's um, uh, party time. Excellent. Right, yeah. He's got range. Range. But there's, there's, but there's always like a spark. Like you keep coming back because you enjoy the view he has. Like the, there's something comedic that, you know, you see in Adam Sandler, you see in him. What about Dan Aykroyd? There must be a reason why I keep watching his movies. No, it's the same, like, laundry list. So anyway, but, this uh, is funny because they just met in the waiting room, and now they're all kissy-kissy. And then we find out, like, she's got chlamydia and herpes and everything, and so he has to be like, put on the brakes. Oh, the doctor is about to announce it in front of him? I'm here to give you your chlamydia shot. Oh, look at how he wipes his mouth off. <laughs> oh, there's the Jaws music in the background. So that's it. This movie is a series of comedic bits. Oh, I yeah. can't watch this scene. Uh, I invite you, audience, to watch it, but there will be poop all over Peter. Classy bag joke? Yes, and I'm not looking right. at the camera. You let me know when it's over. All right, I'll let you know. There's no need for me to uh, do an intro to let you know when it's over. I will I'll tell you when it's over. Oh, my God, it's still not over, Carl. Now, this was all filmed in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and they're in a real hospital. This hospital was getting sold, and so it was emptied, and the government said, you can have it for this cheap, cheap amount. Now, the government gave $4.5 million for this film, and the thing is, it was funded 100% by the government. Now, one of the things Dave Thomas was saying in his interviews, both the one I read and saw, is that like in Canada, the government will give you 75% of the budget, but you got to come up with that other 25 and that okay. always kills you. 
you know, trying to find it. So did he ask for like Edna to sponsor this movie or is there product placement? Do they drink like Canadian Coke or something? Canadian club? No, like I just told you, this is one of the rare occasions in which they were able to have it a hundred percent funded. So it was a walk 100%. in the park. Now there was a producer, his name is Josh Miller. He went to Dave Thomas and said, look, I got a way I can get a movie 100% funded, but you got to come up with the movie. So Dave Thomas had in his mind this a long time ago, but it was going to be a TV show. And then Scrubs came out and he was like, ah, God damn it. So right. this guy came to him and said, hey, movie. And that's why he threw this together. They are on a date. In, she said, I'll go on a date with you, but only if we're working, which I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. So this is the date. And he's got wine, and she's softening up and really liking him. And, when you uh, mentioned Scrubs, this movie, I could see it in a different light. Like, it, mm -hmm. it makes it a little bit more watchable, I guess, if I kind of view it like that. Okay. So Dave Thomas wanted to do a, t a sitcom. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and this movie was... What ended up happening when he when when Scrubs came out, he was just like, I'm not even gonna bother. So this was uh released as white okay, this was gonna be white coats. That was the title that um Dave Thomas wanted. And when it was released on DVD in the United States, they went with the name White Coats. Okay. But in Canada, the marketing people were like, White Coats isn't funny, it doesn't let you know it's a comedy. Let's make it called Intern Academy. Intern Academy. And they did it because of the Police Academy movies. They right. thought it would subliminally make you think it was a comedy. Well, I, I actually went to Intern Academy. And then when I was done, I had learned the tools to become an intern. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Do tell. I'm actually, I'm really in the hole. I didn't really think this through. Because I have to... I have loans for Intern Academy, and then my internship doesn't cover it. So now um, we're getting another comedic bit in which she's like, I need a blood, urine, and stool sample. And he's like, what? What? And then the wife goes, he needs your underwear. That's a good now, joke. Now we have a sex bit in which she's like, not there for OGBYN stuff, but like don't leave she gets all horny uh is this the same room they shot it in I every scene i don't know they had a whole oh, hospital man. okay now here's the maid and she's unplugging life support so she can plug in her vacuum uh it's just another comedic bit I Our title is Let Us Watch a Full-Length Movie. Sometimes movies you can't watch by yourself, even though you had watched this. Now, they think they're finding the ghost. And then they find... It's just the that she keeps unplugging it. Right. So we find out that it's been her. She's killed three or four people by unplugging their life support while she vacuums. He's the night nurse. Remember, like, the killer who, like, kills people in their night? In the night? Sister of Mercy? Nurse of Mercy. Well, is she going to go to jail? Are we going to watch that? 
well, like, they're going to take her to Dan Aykroyd to, like, she doesn't speak English. She speaks Russian. Uh, is he going to speak Russian back to her? Well, that'll be the joke. Uh, but I read, I saw that coming. So it's the middle of the night. You see, Dan Aykroyd never leaves the hospital. He lives there. Problema sounds like Spanish to me. Yeah, it doesn't sound like Russian. But wait till you hear him talk. It's clearly Russian. You understood her? Of course I understood her. I don't hire people I don't understand. I go to the Ukraine a couple of times a year, bring back a dozen of them, help them get their land of immigrant status, go back, get a dozen more. Call it an internship for cleaning ladies. He knows what you did wrong. Oh my god. Okay, go on. But that's a mic's line. You understood that, didn't you? Of Dan Aykroyd, scene three. Do an account. (laughs) Now, this This guy, here's Matt Frewer, and turn it up because he's like, it's funny. All right. I was just going to say, this might be the most recent film I've seen Dan Aykroyd in, 2004. Uh-huh. Now we saw now I I meant for you to turn it up at this earlier. Never mind. Um Dan Aykroyd we saw in Diamond with Kurt 1999. Yeah. So that and was 5 years prior. He did Gross Point Blank that year. Um right. and Big he scene. was a member of the Order of Canada in 1999. Which is the second highest honor for of like it's kind of like being knighted or something. So he's Sir Dan Aykroyd in Canada. No, they don't go by Sir, but it's like that same sort of prestigious government award. O B E A, O B F. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy there's no music to it, but this, I'm telling you, the, the direction, and maybe it's just because they had to get it in and get it out, it's just back and forth, right? Yeah. Like little visual yep. ping pong. It's just a lot of not funny stuff, and like, like, um, Mitzi will say to, um, okay, let's see here, I got her. Um, her name's uh, Christine Lee in the movie, Jane McLean. She's the Asian one there. She'll go, Mitzi will go, do I look Amish with this hairstyle? It's like a lot of unfunny jokes. Do you feel that when people crank out movies and they appear on like Film Rise or what have you, that there's a certain genre they need to hit? So it's action, they have certain action points, and this is like the best we could do for comedy? going to crank out a comedy it's not going to really elevate more than this i mean they they shoot the scenes they get in they get out yeah but dave thomas does not consider i'm gonna just crank out some movie he it was all the 100 percent behind this this was his baby he thinks this is a work of art 
it has a lot of heavy hitters. I mean, I love Dave Thomas. You know, I don't know. I I can't I can't defend it. It's not funny. It, nothing really happens. There's no oh. days and confused. They were gonna get their ass whipped at the end of the film. I got that. <laughs> so um, there's something funny which you'll consider racist because it is. Uh, he has Peter do the surgery, and then um, Christine Lee is like, "I'll do it," and he goes, "Hold on, Miss MSG." Got it. You you heard it at the perfect time. She called him Doogie Hauser. Well, that's not fair. Doogie was a lot younger than he was. Oh, I get it. <laughs> that is true. That's you as like a. I can see you like. I can see myself knowing me as a comedy host, me as a doctor. Like right, all right, your next doctor coming on to perform. <laughs> You know, he's a good writer. Give it up for what does he mean by good writer? Now I can't concentrate. Now he is um we're gonna see a disgusting throw up in the cadaver scene now. All right. And I won't be watching. We've already seen the man covered in shit, a baby being born, and we're not even an hour into this one. Right. Well now he's gonna Ralph into Ralph's chest. I don't think I've ever seen that before in my life. I'm not watching. Well, there's a continuity error, obviously, around his face. Oh, you stopped watching. Now, there were working titles for this film. It was called An Intern's Diary, and that was because we had the voiceover. You know right. White Coats. That's the one they ended up with. And... Um, in Italian, when this film was released, it was La Papital Tu Sexy del Mundo, which is the sexiest hospital in the world, which I don't think is appropriate. I don't know. That cadaver looks pretty hot. Look at that nose. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you, disagree with you on that. Is he doing nose jokes? You nose organs. Yes. Well, he's not doing a nose joke, but... but now they those, those organ jokes are awful. The the setup was this cadaver's unidentified, so we can do whatever the fuck we want with them. And then they're like, they've identified the cadaver's family. And oh, they're there right there. Yeah. With the kids. And the body's covered in puke, Carl? Yes. With no nose nose cut off. Do you think he has like a Joel McHale kind of like acting style? I don't know who that is. Uh, he was in stuff. Oh yeah, uh, he's I in mean, an I animal. See what you're saying. Yeah. Now Dave Thomas will just rib Peter. You know, I don't yeah. know what's worse: puking in a cadaver or telling the wrong family that. You he said, um, "You should go to. Um, you should be a doctor at a like a Christian Science Center, or a man." Oh, that's clever. <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. Says every Christian Science Center. 
The worst so part about like, hurting. Oh, go ahead, Carl. Right. Well, it doesn't matter. It never pays off. There's no plot throughout this whole film. All right. Well, I was going to make a Christian scientist joke, but I, I think I uh, I won't. So Finally, strip club. Like you should go out and take your mind off of it. So they all go to this Edmonton strip club, and uh, that's what we'll see. Where they they're fully dressed. You didn't want that. I, they don't use the same ratings we do here in the States. He said, I'll get an R rating in the States, but I don't want an X rating. But the point of this scene is we'll find out that Nitsy is a stripper at night because she's oh. everything sexy, sexy in this whole film. Well, isn't that the old canard that you have to strip your way to through medical school? She, she will say that. She'll say that to Peter. She'll now get into a serious relationship with Peter. Peter, and that'll be the thing. She's doing this to get through med school. So now they're just bumping into Mitzi, not realize, you know, finding out she's a stripper and she's really good. And there's six people on stage, and now she's going to be like, wait a minute, these one third of my audience are my coworkers? Right. I didn't notice and, it till now. And so she'll be embarrassed, just like she was with the sperm in the mouth. She'll run away. Peter! Peter, hi, Missy. What? Go, workers! Clip, 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 clip. Oh, heels make you run so silly. Yeah, let's rewind that. So now, once again, we'll have not funny stuff in which Peter tries to prove that, like, like trying to make, I don't know, take away the embarrassment, he'll start stripping. Oh, that's terrible. Is she in the poster? They walked into a strip club and didn't see Naughty Nurse. There's Naughty Nurse, yeah. Oh, man. This is the most awkward bachelorette party I've been to. This bachelor is, party. Um, look, he'll start taking off his clothes to try to make, I don't know, it's dumb. And then but they were a They've already did it, right? Like, is he trying to flirt with her? No. She had, she gave a blowjob to Peter. Uh, oh. Wait, am I backwards here? Hold on a second. Pat Kelly is who we're watching. Dave, uh, yeah, right. This is Pat Kelly, who's Dave Dodd. No, no. Pat Kelly's the womanizer one. And this is Peter Olring, who's the nerd one with Dr. Parents. And. Oh, okay. So she gave a BJ to Pat Kelly, and now she'll sleep with, she'll become the boyfriend of Peter Ulrich. And the joke will be, he's got a huge uh, dick. Got a huge dick. That's All right. That's coming. I bet. That's what she said. And now we almost Chris... have... Go ahead, Carl. Please. Well, now, Chris, he will... Inspire Christine Lee to hit the girl. She'll she'll incorrectly put it in her butt. The stripper will freak out, and then uh, Marlin will 
give her a bunch of money and she goes if you keep these benjamins coming you can put your whole fist in there and they'll go ew i'm out of here and they'll all all right well this movie got interesting is it Yeah, they might might have. This might be the American X-rated version. Hey. Also, it's American money, right, Carl? Yes. So, is this America? No, it has no value in Canada. Actually, I guess this is America. I don't know. I never even thought about it. There you go, fist in my ass. We're out of here. Right. Exactly. Way to walk a room. So now we'll see his huge dick, and that'll be another hilarious comedic. You see the candle that looks like a dick? She's all about right. sex this girl. Well, that looks like one of those uh, water drink carriers, whatever uh-huh. you drink from. What's what? the drink? What's in it? It's uh, lemonade and... lemonade, yes. Yeah, there you go. So Knock when his dick gets exposed, uh, Peter will be like, you think I'm a freak? Like, the joke is, he thinks like having a big one means you're weird and people won't like you and okay likes... yeah and she has a stripper pole for practice in her room yeah and she's telling a story about how when somebody moved out they just left it i don't know it's funny explains why it's there oh boy i cannot wait till next episode because we'll be watching a different film this movie really wore you down, huh? Is this it? Is this the one that broke your back? Well, the first time I saw it, I was like, this is not good at all. And then the second time I saw it, I was like, this is not good at all. But but by the time I'm getting to you seeing it, I'm like, oh, this is such yeah. a well, We watched a few films on Film Rise. They have a couple of gems yeah. in there, but That's right. for, the most, for the most part, like they just grab whatever they can. And, and a lot of times it's just things that was released or wasn't released or was released somehow on somewhere but it wasn't like and then it shows up in film rise now don't get me wrong there are some very funny things in this film but but they're in between the not funny things so right and 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 you do that to me and then you don't give me a plot at all what's the adventures of So now right, she's discovering the dick, and this is what he's been scared of. Don't make fun. Same sound I make. Oh, there you go. Full frontal. You think I'm a freak? <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Super freak. <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, very good way. Now, this scene is one of the few times they're not in the hospital. And yeah, that's when true. When I first saw it, I started thinking to myself, he has a very nice apartment filled with very nice things. How is it? Okay. Now we have the Christmas party, and two things will happen. Um, Cindy Lee here will be encouraged to drink, and she will drink way too much, and she'll get crazy. Okay. The only other thing is Marlon will sleep with the head nurse, and she's a great actress. 
in the scene pretending I'll ask you to turn up the sound at that point because she really should win an Oscar for her her you just believe her it's just a good it's a good acting right, here she goes drink one a different you person take the other one going to be the actress I was talking about the head nurse what's in there Oh my god. I wouldn't say this movie is long, but didn't this film start during the Halloween? <laughs> what? I mean it's already Canadian Christmas. Um okay. So this film is like the last uh semester of a doctor's life, and it Dave Thomas actually talked about that. That means it goes over the Christmas break. Or the last year, so there's two semesters. So they got to do the Christmas party, and he was really happy about that because he was like, "There's a lot I could do with that," and I did. So this is the middle of the movie, then, because it's yeah. in between semesters. Yeah. Well, they don't. They're not so good like that to be that. This there's there's about forty minutes left in this film. Christmas with the cranks was that. That had Dan Aykroyd was that, maybe that was after this. Maybe that's the most recent Dan Aykroyd film I've seen. Let's see. Now my Dan Aykroyd stuff is limited in my research because you He's know I'm so wet right. So I just have like that he was a member of the Order of Canada, that he was in Diamonds, which we saw um I don't know. In 99, yeah. he was in Gross Point Blank. I have that written down. Why? Why? I don't know. It was a good role. He was funny in that. That's, that's when his listing, listing banalities of bureaucracy while they murder people is funny because it's a ironic contrast. <laughs> yeah. He wanted him to be in a union. Right, yeah, all for health care. And then he would always sing popcorn. Memorable. Oh, so now they're introducing the band, and he goes, Dr. So-and-so, uh, Dr. Blah-Blah-Blah on bass, and he goes, and for a limited time from intensive care, you know, and he says this patient's, you know, the drummer. He's doing Stephen Strange. This is what happened right before the accident. In this right? Case, he went to a pompous party and he drank uh, drank up and he talked about his hand surgery. And mm -hmm. then he got in an accident where his hands got damaged. And then shaky, he went. Yeah, they were super shaky. But Dave Foley won't have that. Uh, he'll just, just more of him being a pompous ass. That's all. He, he does that throughout this whole film. And the comeuppance is. He won't get any comeuppance. You see, this intern like hates him for his conceit and then they're going now she was in senior trip too she played a woman a girl named candy in senior trip and i don't notice her from it her career was really i don't know she was in stargate sg1 in 97 she was in a bunch of stuff but it's not impressive uh in 2010 she was laurie unger in the hbo canada Series living in your car. Um, wow, I hope that wasn't a documentary. As, 
psychotherapist Dr. Laura Keating in Sci-Fi's film, you know, in 2006. Uh, she has lots of credits and none of them distinguish her. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, they got the last laugh on her too. Look, he's, now those are the guys, guys we saw earlier, so they're still right. going their butt off. Now we're getting like she's super drunk and she's going to get more super drunk and then she'll start stripping. Did she just order a martini and the guy's like, no problem. Right. And she goes, two more, please. And he goes, no problem. No problem. Here you go. Just happen to have two martini glasses filled in there. <laughs> you sure you want a martini or the punch? The punch okay. is right on the Turn counter. Turn it up. This is very good. She's a very good actress. Her name's Linda Boyd, and she's been in a bunch of stuff. Leave up the sound. Leave up the sound. What a good actress. <laughs> Leave it up. That's it. That's it. It was a titillation. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, well, um, more. They were both in I Spy together. Now, with I Spy, the movie version that came out in the 2000s, or a TV version that came out recent, more recently? or This was the Eddie Murphy star vehicle in 2002. It was a movie. And yes. uh, it was like his big break. That was the film that that was his like highest, most successful film. Nowadays, he's in Hallmark movies, but um, well, that's a step up from this film. Oh, she is tripping. <laughs> I guess it is. Now, I want to hear the Ian Thomas trip about a girl. She was in Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift. I bet you love that. Um, sure, if I can remember it. She was in, for six seasons. She was on a CBS. Uh, TV show called Republic of Doyle. Right. I remember those six seasons. Canadian broadcasting system? I think it was a re just regular TV. He was on Thin Ice with Diane Keaton. She's the man in 2006. Wow. Final Destination, An Unfinished Life, About a Girl. I must have seen her in all these films. Yeah. But the thing is, she's like one of those people who plays, like she played... Jennifer Lopez's boss, Owen Wilson's confidant, right. you know, Leslie Nielsen's wife. She's like always the the one you don't notice. I mean, you like her in the film, but you don't walk away thinking about her, you know. I'll remember this name. Now, Viv, who's the African-American guy there, uh, yeah, he was – in 2002, he was in I Spy. He was in Are We There Yet? And the, you know, he was in Hot Tub Time Machine, but did a little Great. part. Uh, the Thaw with Val Kilmer. He, he was on Netflix Lost in Space. It's just one of the colonists. Um, but nowadays he's in Hallmark films. Yeah, a step up. I mean, uh... so now, like, they're all hung over. And so the nurse is giving them high. You know, IVs to hydrate them. 
This is ridiculous. This movie never ends, Carl. It's like I a runaway train. It doesn't. It doesn't. And it's not going to get better. But our third act will be full of medical drama and emergency. And that will kind of give us the vibe. Like it's a good film for a quick second. How do you handle movies like this, Carl? I mean, okay, I just got my ad I was telling you about. Did you get one? Okay, no, not yet. What should I do? Go ahead, Carl. Nothing. Okay, my ad's over already. It was one of those seven second ones. I think the audience is somehow going to get off with us, and I'm so sorry about that. Yeah, Uh, watch it on YouTube. Watch it on YouTube. I'm at 106.0234. I'm at 105, darn it. Tell me again your time. 106.13. Okay, tell me when you're at 23. Sounds good. 20, 21, 2, 23. Okay, I am back in sync with you. Great. Yeah, they're all leaving the table and they left. Well, because Marlon was being a real sexist pig. Like, you were dancing naked and I missed it. Let me see your titties. And she's like, fuck you, Marlon. And they leave. And, and then Sexy Girl is like, oh, the girls are leaving. I guess that means I have to leave with them. And so she so gets up and leaves. Show? Yeah. She's like, okay, I'll show. Oh, no, they're leaving. I won't. This movie is great, Carl. What a great pick. I yeah, think. what a great movie. Now we're getting a segment in which everyone's sleepy, tired from being overworked, and that will be our segment. And it doesn't no. lead anywhere. It doesn't do anything. They got folders. Oh, what a nice kiss. Here you go. Time to make the donuts. Oh, so, look at that hand. That's the joke. Oh, what more? Uh. <laughs> same so we room. just keep getting it over and over and over and over. It's the same room, Carl. They only yeah. shot in one room. Now she goes, I need someone to look at my breasts. Sometimes it's funny. Most of the time, it is not funny. You're jealous of the headwound guy at this point. (laughs) At least he's delirious. We comedic bit. Comedic bit. Here comes another comedic bit. Well, you know, I don't know if you know. I went to pre. I was pre med intern. Oh, were you? Yeah, I I learned how to be a pre med intern. It's really interesting. Huh. They get paid. Oh. Toast face. Lots of funny I'm sleepy. Okay, now he goes, there's a guy with an erection. And so they're, you know, like one of those Viagra too long erections. So they're like, I'll take the erection. Let's stand at attention. They've been the same sleepy people, right? We've seen the same people sleeping in different locations. Yeah. This film. Yeah, I know. So now we find out that, okay, this nurse, her big plan 
Her name's Carly, by the way, and she's in Hallmark movies nowadays, but she had a bit of a career. Carly Pope is her name. And she was in The Collector. She was in Suits. She was in Arrow. And nowadays she's in Hallmark. But she set us up before, like she was going to be a nurse in Kenya. Then she was going to move on to be a nurse in, uh, she mentioned someplace in Europe. Uh, she was going to travel the world as a nurse. And she got her papers or whatever to go to Africa. But now she's like, but I kind of love you. So we're going to get a whole not Good. moving romance thing. Oh, are you a fan of those 70s movies about night nurses? You know, like the know. nurses. I don't know. It was Samuel Z. Arkoff. It was like these... Roger Corman made a series of New Line Cinema films where it was like the naughty nurses. There was also stewardess <laughs> movies. But it was a kind of a formulaic film where... I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I guess I was not a fan of those. I don't think I've ever seen even one. I don't think I've seen any of them. You know, the like, naughty I've nurses of night Yeah. By day, they're stewardess. By night, nurses. They have sex. Um, right. Dave Thomas... One of the serious bugaboos, pet peeves of Dave Thomas is like other countries make a movie and then they send it to the United States. But what Canada does is it sends all its talent to the United States and the movies are made in the U.S. You know, he was like, we need to make movies here in Canada and then release them in the U.S. if We're going to have a serious film industry. I don't think the government made Jim Carrey move to the United States. No, L.A. did. You know what I mean? Like, there's opportunity in the States. So that's what Dave Thomas is saying. What we need to do is have a strong um, industry and let our movies be shown in the States. Now, um, he's complaining. I already told you the thing, like, the government will give you 75%. you got to come up with the other 25%. That's really wrong. He also says that the government funds the making of the film – the distribution of the film, but they don't fund the marketing. So he got called to court to speak in front of the Canadian government. Why was this film a flop? And he had to say, because you guys don't market it. You spent $250,000 on marketing. That's nothing. He says, you might as well put those into savings bonds and give them to your kids. You'll make more money that way. The government held a trial. Why was your movie not popular? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, a piece of shit. I don't know. Rude. Uh, exterior uh, shot, hanging on chairs, feet on the chairs. Usual hospital stuff. I'm so sick of this hospital and their Apple products. Yeah, That's an old well, school there's... computer. Oh, yeah, it's Apple. The actual hardware is in that dome. You just press a button on the dome and it lights up your, your monitor. Cool. Cool. This hospital they were going to demolish, huh? Uh, no. There, it was being sold. So it was oh, empty yeah. until it was after the sale. And so they got an opportunity. Great. That explains uh, Dave Thomas's other movie, Chaos at the Sausage Factory. 
the lunatics of the abandoned library unanimous. <laughs> Uh, Ontario Fire Station hijinks for demolition. I wanted to find for you when he was in front of the uh, Canadian government defending himself, but I can't seem to find in my notes. That seems like such a low blow to be uh, an artist, write and direct and star in a movie, and then you get money from the government and then have to go and explain to the government why it's a piece of work. A piece of art. Yeah, wasn't successful. Oh, look at all the organs. How awful. awful. Yeah, we're going to have an awful scene now. We're going to have Peter find out um, that um, uh, that Mike got a blowjob. Not Mike. Whatever. He got a blowjob from from sexy girl and then he's gonna freak out about it and they're gonna start throwing organs oh. at each other and that will kind of get him kicked out of school and that will lead us into our third act where they save the day and don't get kicked out uh if they're gonna be organ grinders at least they can have the little monkey <laughs> in 2005 Writer-director Dave Thomas testifying to the Canadian politicians at the House of Commons in Ottawa blamed the failure on the movie because TVA Films' mishandling of the marketing campaign. They spent $250,000 on television advertising. It's about 20 spots. It is nothing for a broad-based commercial movie. You might as well save the money. You might as well put it in bonds and give it to your children. Research House Decima surveyed Canadians and 90% had not even heard of the film. So he's got a point. He's got a point. You do three, you do two legs of this three-legged table. You don't market the film and then you want to blame. Okay, now I'm going to stop watching because they're doing... I'll let you know when this is over. Thank you. Hey, what am I, chopped liver? (laughs) What am I, whole liver? They're throwing hearts at uh, each other. I've heard of kidney stones passing, but this is ridiculous. Like kidney passing? No. It's ridiculous. There's lots of Jane Doe cadavers over the years, and they he's got a dead body as a human shield. Oh, and uh, they're basically throwing away years of research here because you can't use these organs anymore. Oh, here comes here comes Dave Thomas. Ready? Yep. And he's like, "What the fuck?" Uh oh. Oh, this guy. Yep. Now this guy is Sam Rubinick, and he plays the father. Um. You know, we saw the mother, and now the mother's a gynecologist. Now I was introduced this to this guy by um. Frasier. He was like a character on Frasier for a time, but he was also, I loved him in Unforgiven. He would write the comic books. Wait, Unforgiven? The the, the Clint Eastwood Western? Yes, he was sold as a novel. Like, I'm a writer. And they would always say, what, letters and such? And you go, no, books. And then you would see the book as a comic book. Oh, gotcha. 
It's been a while. So he was in Against All Odds. He was in Wall Street. He was in Bonfire of the Vanity. He was in Nixon and True Romance. He's been out there. He is totally Canadian. Now, this is interesting. He was born in a refugee camp in Germany where his father ran a Yiddish repertoire theater company. So he comes from a strong, like, Jewish theater tradition. And he was raised in Ontario, and he he kept up that tradition. Canadian Broadcasting Corporation actor when he was young. So basically, they find out they're going to get expelled for fucking around with the organs. And so the father is there to, like, do a payoff and save his son. So the son is like, fuck that, I quit. But then there's, like, an emergency bus crash, and everyone's in the ER. So he forgets that he quits and just goes down to help because he's helping people. And that will save the day, and we're heading into our third act. But don't. Get under the illusion that we're out of here yet. This is just our no, setup. I'm, a lot I have of no delusion. Stuff. Trust me. Even though you're telling me the third act is coming, that means we're still in the second act. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So he's playing hardball with them. Like, you guys, if you guys take the blame and let my kid go, I'll make sure that you still have careers in medicine because I'm a powerful motherfucker. Look at my eyes. Uh, to which, yeah, in the cool. end, Marlon will be like, look in my eyes. He goes, okay, we won't be doctors, but we'll always be men. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I wish there was a sequel, White Coats 2. Why? The day after. <laughs> Why stop? We did, Why? we did it. We did it. He didn't have any. What are you talking about? It was my fault. I started it. of like all uh organs look at my eye yeah don't they reek of blood and hey how come they we don't see the splatters on them and stuff they must have changed the scrubs don't yeah, mention the word scrubs in front of director dave thomas though so. little sensitive it was my idea first scrubs now what I don't get is they go out into the hall and they agree to do the deal. Then they come in and do the deal, and then when they're on the on their way out, they're like, "We're not doing the deal." It doesn't make any sense how it flipped. There's no story otherwise at this point. There is no story. What we're doing here is making a brand new story so we can have a third act. That's what we're doing. Right. That's what they're doing. What's supposed to happen in a film is there's a hero, and this hero wants a goal. And then by the end of the film, he's decided he doesn't want that goal anymore. He wants something bigger and better, like love or um, your integrity, something like that. But that doesn't happen in this film. We don't get set up with the goal, and then in the end... We just get comedic bits, and then we get a setup for sec three. He goes, I'm still cashing this check. He goes, you idiot, I'll just cancel the check. He goes, is there no integrity? Oh, back hanging out at the commissary. 
Yeah, and he goes, I've quit. Now, I forget what it is. I think it's a bus crash. Why don't you turn it up and we'll hear what is it's, the... Wait a minute. He's going to quit in the commissary and then they're going to be like, hey, guys, there's a bus crash? Right, right. Who cares about your dad? Huh. Why not both? Out and he's quitting. Now look, she is weird. He's like, what's the big deal, guys? She's like completely inappropriate and has no payoff. Did she just say, let's get laid? I'm not following it. Yep, yep. It's bad writing. She's like out of left field saying, what's the big deal, guys? Well, and then this scene will end with Raider getting on the phone. Paging Mike Hunt. <laughs> Bus crash. What about okay, Dr. Mike Hawk? Do you like him? Well, I 76 it. car pile up, according to the... Oh, the okay, that's what it was. So it was a bus and 75 other vehicles. I guess so. 75 car pile up, they're all coming in. That's a lot of fucking people. Jesus Christ, 76 car pile up? How is that possible? I see one car hitting another car, and then maybe a third car hitting that car. Well, like in Grand Theft Auto, where you throw like a grenade in the freeway? So now we're not going to get a series of comedic bits. We're going to get a series of serious bits in which they're saving this one, they're saving that one, and the tone of our film is completely, well, not, it's always been all over the place, but they will continue the tradition of having the tone of the film all over the place, because now they're, um, that show ER instead of Scrubs. Doesn't this film deserve to have the ER moment? Like, any kind of comedy, they need this gravitas to kind of no, Show. it does not deserve. No. You have a film, the film has a tone, and you play out your otherwise you confuse your audience and you make them feel emotionally weird. Huh. No, but I mean, imagine if you were watching the notebook and then there was a like a, a surf two kind of gross out scene. It, they don't go. You need right, one. Yeah tone to your film in order for the audience to be satisfied. Turn it up. You'll hear no jokes. Go ahead. Turn it up. That is hilarious. He gets like that's cool. Like they get to do the doctor bit. Oh, remember that scene where he threw up on and dropped the clamp in there? Not yes. happening. No mask. No mask. No mask. They don't have time, girl. They have gloves. I think I've oh, heard man. I can about. 
this is interesting. There's a woman, I don't know who it is. Her name's Ray, Rochelle Lowen, but her right. credit in the script is Buxom Nurse. That's her character. Oh, well, God yeah. bless. Uh, Mike Barnard, Peter Oldring. He was in Deep Impact. He was in Infinite. He was in... He played Farrah Fawcett's gay assistant in the television film Hollywood Live. Why? Why? I'm. 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 I think I'm done telling you about this. Okay. Well, Carl, let's let's talk about movies we like that take place in hospitals. Okay. Uh, can I recommend a movie? Yes. It's called Britannica Hospital. I saw it with my father. It was an early '80s film about uh, a hospital as a parody of British hospitals. Okay. And it had Malcolm McLaren, uh, Dowell. It had uh, uh, Mark Hamill. Uh, was in it and it was like a day of the life and this doctor was creating like a genesis uh project and these people wanted to tear it down and it was really funny like that movie i liked this is no britannica hospital i can't find a pen to write it down so i'm gonna put it in my cell phone should i see okay. it you're yeah. suggesting yes it, uh, it's a really and it's all over the place, but it never stops being funny, and it never stops being a, a satire and a really sharp parody. Like, because they have all these different classes, you know, it's a British class comedy uh, parody. It's just really funny. There's a strike in the hospital. Rich people get better treatment. You know, there's a now DJ. We find, now we find out that Dan Aykroyd is not, he's a PhD, not a doctor. They're like, good thing you're here, doctor. You got to help. And he goes, I'm a doctor like Dr. Phil is a doctor. I am not a crook. Now, in Carry On films, there was Carry On Nurse. I never saw it, but apparently that's another hospital film. Yeah, sure. Uh, Young Doctors in Love, Gary Marshall parody of uh, soap operas from the early 80s, one right. of the first ABC motion picture movies. Now, here we have a moment of comedy. He goes like, she's like, am I going to die? And he goes, well, actually, there is a 7% chance in this procedure you will die. And then, the, you know, Mitzi is like, you're not going to die. <laughs> that is, ew. Yep, and they don't give you any warning. Oh, what a mistake, Carl. What a big boner that was. <laughs> what that? Wow. You've got a huge boner, but not in a good way. These are the bad news. Good news, Doc. Well, I've got the back. You've got a boner. <laughs> that bone marrow is delicious, though. Mm. Roasted. Mm -hmm. Don't watch this. All the other stuff I can watch. Shit on the guy, no problem. Serious medical stuff now. That's you know, you do this, go get that. You help her, you and then they're gonna make it worse that there is a car crash right outside of the ER. And Dave oh. Thomas is laying on the ground. Oh no. Now they've so gotta it's... help. Yeah. Are you sure it's just not his acting? Oh, all right. Look, they're shaking hands. Well, no, they're saying we've got to get past this. You gave Mitzi, Mitzi gave you a blowjob thing, so you have to pray with me. 
And he's like, dear God, don't let Mitzi give any more blowjobs. Always about Mitzi's expense. Speaking of polls, oh, they get. Maybe the crash wow, this is cool. right now. This is like having your own hospital to shoot in. This is where it comes cool. They can go through the front doors, the emergency doors. Yeah, right. The ambulance behind it. Now watch. Here it comes. Here it comes. Because Dave Thomas just walked outside, so it's probably going to happen right now. Oh, wait. Ooh, turn Dave this Hardy. up. Turn this up. This is really funny. That was funny. Well, yeah, you turned it up just a little late because she says some like badass stuff, you know. Oh, I got to. Yeah, and he like falls for her. Will I ever see you again? Wait, what happened to this guy? He got a skiing. He's got a ski pole in his chest, and because he was on the car and it went into up. Oh, there's the crash, and he ends up being a billionaire who's been a funder. Oh no, is this the end of Wendy's? <laughs> That's that burned him. When you insult someone, it's called a burn, right? Like, you, yeah. you, oh, you got burned. Burn. So when they ha show a random burn victim at the beginning of the film, my joke was that someone must have really insulted them. Oh, that's what your joke was. Because they were a burn victim. What a burn. But, but I regret it. I'm bringing it up now because that person actually got burned, Carl. No, I'm no, making light of that. No, that was a script. It was an actor. Oh, it was, it was in the movie. script. He's like, here's a random burn victim. So Peter takes charge now and goes, he's not the only patient in this hospital. Let's go. Well, I'm all out of patients, personally. Oh, yeah, me too. Don't worry, we're ending. Okay, now, they've got it under control. They have taken the 76-car pileup victims. And now, who comes in but Dave Foley at the last minute, thinking that it's just a normal day. So he's going to be a dick. Uh, Who authorized you to operate on this person? Why do I feel like these conversations happened while I was in Right? Like, come on, man. I don't want to see this. Tie him up. So now they're going to uh, pretend Dave, um, Dave Thomas's voice. Who authorized oh. this? He goes, I did Who said that? Is that Dave Thomas? Prove it. Oh, look, 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 look. He, she goes, fuck you. He's like, what? Oh, yeah, come up and he had to watch him pull this shit the entire movie. And now finally she gets to right. speak her mind. And she goes, scrub up and help us close. And she goes, how dare you? How? And he goes, oh. You want a piece yeah. of tea? Dooney, dooney. So now they have it out, and you think this is it, but no, they start making out. Oh my god. Oh my god. 
Carl, here's my reaction shot. Ooh. Yeah. It's very important in comedy to cut to the people go, ouch, that could have hurt. Oh. Now, if this film was funny, it would be good, even though it has so many flaws and it's plotless. This was a story arc. They hated each other throughout the entire movie. They built each other, but they're really in love with each other. Yes, Mike, you're right. I'm wrong. This film does have story arcs. See, Carl? What were you thinking watching this four times? So now... Well, my first... <laughs> right, without the sound. So yeah. now they've saved the day and they're getting recognized and they're not fired and... He quit, though. Oh, look, he turned out to be a billionaire, and he made a large donation to this right. hospital. Exactly. You know the guy with the steam hole in his chest? Good Dan Aykroyd got to say a bunch of words. Go. Oh. Okay, Carl, you can stop clapping. No, keep clapping. No, they stop clapping. One clap. So now we get a sexy thing with Dave Thomas and the nurse. Like, you know, when I was giving you mouth to mouth, I think you slipped me the tongue. He goes, well, that was an involuntary muscle spasm. He goes, well, if you ever have an involuntary muscle spasm again, I don't mind. Kids, that's good to know. Ooh, movie title, movie title. Okay, Intern Academy, let's go. Right, so now it's all coming in a circle. It's the new Intern. Those guys are still walking around. That's not the right Can you believe it? I'm shaking my head. I can't believe it. Hey! Yay, it's over. So now we get outtakes, which films that are good do. Meanwhile, it's like produced by the government. Carl, what'd you think of this movie? Um, I, I, I didn't like it. Um, I didn't like it. I was glad to see it, and I'm a Dave Thomas fan. I'm a Dan Aykroyd fan, but I just, it didn't. Yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, I mean, this is the complete. I could check off that I saw another Dan Aykroyd movie that I didn't see before. And yeah. I have a film directed by one of my heroes. And they're all, you know, yeah, we've seen the shit. That's the outtake they put in there. Yeah. At the end of the movie, the character literally eats shit. No, <laughs> we eat shit. Yeah, I, but otherwise, I think this is a terrible movie. I mean, the guy vomited into a uh, uh, now, corpse. I just got to say that you didn't watch it with without me you know without with the sound just watching it as a film so you I, don't, I don't really know how unfunny this thing really was 
Like I would tell you to turn up the thing and this is a good bit, but most all of this film was not believable of what things people would do in the real world and not funny bits. Now, Dave Thomas is hilarious, so I'm not sure how we ended up here, but we did. I mean, he wrote it, he directed it. You would think that the guy who did Strange Brew and the guy who did so many Saturday uh, Second City Television funny, hilarious things would be sure. really funny in this film, but but for some reason that didn't. He tried, you know, like, I, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not playing yeah. devil's advocate. This was unfunny, and I'm actually grateful I didn't actually have to watch it. Uh, <laughs> I kind of the bullet on it. But, I, I mean, under the circumstances, this is what they were able to produce. And, I mean, it's entertainment, but also it, it is, like, all over the place. And, I don't know, watching a guy puke into a corpse, I, I, it's, it's a <laughs> horror movie, right? I yeah, mean, that's not a comedy. Poop on his body. And, yeah. You know, there was a very funny outtake we just missed. Dan Aykroyd was in the hot tub, and they said to him, Dan, can you um, please, like, soap up the nipples? And so he goes to the woman and soaps them up, and they go, no, 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 Dan, your nipples. And he goes, oh! <laughs> he started covering them up. Gotcha. All right, well, that's uh, filmed in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Obviously. Edmonton, Edmonton. And for the company I work for, we have a, um, a location, a, 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 a cellular, you know, it's a, so I knew Edmonton. And where it was on the map and everything. Nice. Well, you know, tell them next time you're there, white coat, huh? Right? Am I right? Eh? <laughs> they won't know what I'm talking about. 90% of Canadians have never. And now that it's, you know, that was 2004, nobody knows this film. Not even the, the only people who know about this film now are the great audience of LWAFLMOIT. Thank you so yes. much for. If you're watching, still listening, listening at this point, thank you, people. Yeah, uh, we're, we're, we're one. We'll be back next Sunday, 2 p.m. on Muni Radio, Pacific Standard Time. We'll be back on your podcast feed as L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And we're on YouTube. You can see the movie synced with the audio at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl, thank you so much for making this happen. I'm excited for next week. We'll be back with a new movie. So... Subscribe and be ready. We'll see you then. Take care. Watch if you want to, you can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman, oh, Mike Spiegelman, oh, Mike Spiegelman, oh, Mike Spiegelman, hey, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman.
watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. With Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, oh Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman. Welcome to L W A F L M O Y T. What an acronym! That's Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike, how are we doing today? We're doing one for one. We're, our show is streaming first, as always, every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm. They have a Venmo site. You can donate money at Mutiny Radio. You can also follow our fun feedback here. YouTube, YouTube. On YouTube and, of course, as a podcast. That's right. our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M. Oh. Now, we're going to be watching a full-length movie on YouTube. And we have a very special guest here, the star. Love the title. The yep. main guy himself, Eddie Deason. Hi, Eddie. How are you? Hey! I love you, Carl and Mike. It's a pleasure to be on your show. My honor. Well, it's, it's great to have you here. Uh, we're going to be watching our favorite movie, Surf 2. I have Seriously. to tell you, Eddie, this, the podcast exists because of Surf 2. I saw Seriously. that at a buddy's house huh? and in the 80s. Showtime. Uh-huh. Never saw it again. Saw the video box at Pathmark. That's it. Since the first okay. two decades. Okay. Saw it on YouTube. I said, these are the movies on YouTube that I've been looking for, like Surf 2. Yeah. Let's do a podcast about it. So, well, fortunately, we live in an age where you can almost get any movie in the world. You can find, So I'm sure you can find it somewhere, but I'm glad you did locate it. YouTube, of course, is easy. It's free. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time myself. I've probably seen it maybe like three times. Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, great. We can. And by the way, one more thing. Thank you for your kind words. I really appreciate it. In the YouTube search engine, you put in Surf2 1984, and you will find the channel Surf King. That's what we like, Surf King. So it's Surf II 1984, and then it says one half. I don't know why, part of half. And Surf King is the channel we like. Now, Mike, I've lost your audio. Unmute yourself. Sorry, I just saw a barrage of uh, feedback in my headphones. I, I turned that off for a split second. We're looking for Surf 2. That's I.I. It's a very fancy movie from 1982. We have the lead star here, Eddie Deason. We're going to be watching this movie with you, yeah. with Eddie. We want you to go find the link, hit it, hit pause, move the timer to 000. We're going to start at the same time watching this movie. Uh, Carl, we'll do our countdown. Take it away. Carl. I will. Okay. Get ready to press play. Ready, Eddie? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, go. I was very excited to watch the video syndrome. I didn't realize it was a director's cut, that there was two different versions of this movie. Yes, sure. It's a better one, the director's cut. This was probably taken from Star Wars, I imagine, this beginning thing. I bet. Yeah. 
it seemed like they didn't have any faith in the movie. Like they had to give an explanation for it. Yeah, yeah. Let's call them Menlo no, Schwarzer. No, that's me. Menlo Schwarzer, but they uh-huh. spell it wrong. Schwarzer. You know what? Yeah. You're right. I never noticed that. Good catch. Good catch. Now, they were originally going to call Menlo Stinky, but somebody yeah. objected. I didn't like it. I like Bunny. Call me Bunny. I, Randall Bedard, I thought, was a very good director. I liked him. Some in the cast, at least one cast member didn't get along with him. We'll get, we'll get into that. But I thought he was a fine director. I liked Vertigo. But I asked for it to not be Stinky. I didn't want to be called that. It was just a personal thing. Call me Bunny. That's fine. We could have maybe compromised him up with a funnier name. Anyway, the cinematography is beautiful here. It's actually Isn't some beautiful it? shots here. I mean, the movie's not gone with the wind, but the cinematography here is very beautiful. Uh, I'm going to disagree. I think it's better than Gone with the Wind, personally. I've seen this movie more times, and it's less problematic, honestly. Uh, I love so this... Eyes. It's my dear friend. Peter and I had just done a Magnum CI together a few months before this, and then we worked again. He's one of the nicest guys in showbiz. Excuse me, I'm talking with my mouth. We'll have some tattoos in my mouth. Oh, we're watching a movie. Uh, we encourage people to get some cashews and popcorn and join us yeah. in watching. Yeah. Now, that's Peter. That's the guy from. This is uh, what you call a watch party. We could be in a jewelry shop. I get it. Watch party no, jewelry. For the watching. <laughs> and Lyle Wagner. In my head. I'm trying not to intrude on the movie. Oh no okay, no no! Okay, please please intrude. Lucinda and Corinne, I remember them. You know, sweet girls, very sweet. Linda Carriage, by the way, the lead. We'll get into her. I am, that's a Freudian slip. We'll get into her later. I was gonna say, we'll talk about her later. She's uh, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it. it. Yeah. Morgan Paul, yeah. Carol Wayne was, we'll get into her later. We'll, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I'm not doing this deliberately. Ron Polio, Horshack, deliberately. With one, you know, I work with John Travolta, of course, in Greece. This is my second special. Tom Ballard tragically died of AIDS. He was a very wonderful Terrific. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce Buzzy's still active on Facebook. He's still around. He's got to be close to 90. She's a lovely lady. We we heard that someone he joined Twitter because someone was faking her account. He on Facebook, and, yeah, on on Twitter, had, someone. Well, I had my account was hijacked. I just started a new page. I had to start again from page one. Maybe she didn't just want to start again. Yeah, she has she some funny stuff on her page. Yeah, what happened to your site? Well, I would, I had heart trouble. I don't want to get into, but I had open heart surgery. I've been in and out of hospital for two years with bad heart troubles. I had a stroke, so my oh, page God. was taken over, and it, it just. Was bad, so I had to start again on Facebook. So I had to get 5,000 friends. You know, a lot of my old ones are there, but some new ones too. Now, this. these are our heroes, and this these are, is Tony Bighead. Yeah, that's now, Josh. Super nice guy. We used to all play poker together during the shoot. Josh, Eric, uh, Jeffrey, me, you know, Marvin, my friend Marvin. Eric yeah. liked greasy pizza, but we'd always order pizza. Eric liked very greasy pizza. Anyway, he said, make sure the pizza's greasy. Here's Peter Isaacson, great guy. He is so funny in this movie. There's a scene yeah, where he's he hilarious. surfboards. He skateboards the onto the stage. The yeah. mayor from Jaws called. They want his jacket back. He wants his jacket back. Look how tall he is. We had got an, uh, of course, Eric, you know, had just come off Mask, I think, before. One of the greatest performances in movie history. Very dramatic film. Cleveland so, Little, of course, we all know from Blazing Saddles. One of the nicest guys I've ever worked with. Just a super nice guy. He gets a special appearance uh, credit for this film. He does. Re- he's really funny in this film too. Yeah, he's wonderful. Yeah. I noticed that too. It said special appearance, but he's yeah. in so much of the film. I think he's more in some more of the appearance. 
You're it's right. more I of a cameo. You're right. His agent negotiated that, I, I'm sure. But I, you're right. It's not really – it's not the right thing to say. You're right. Special, they should well, say special yeah. guest star. There's Tom Ballard. There's Tom Ballard. Yes. Oh, they said, no. don't don't go to the surf. It's, there's someone died. And they said, surf, let's go surfing. Let's go surfing. No, okay. okay, now, this movie was um, having a hard time getting distributed. So the producers thought they put a little TNA in it, like off the strength of Porky. So that what would make me buy it. Is yeah, right. added footage after uh, this part here with the girls in the car. That was not part of the filming. That was added later. Okay. So the Vinegar Syndrome shows the original version. Yeah, because it's really strange because uh -huh. they stick their bare ass out. That's oh. plenty. And then my, luck, I, my luck, I'd already wrapped by this one. They didn't get to see this. <laughs> so that okay. is yeah. the first PMAS you were talking about on the commentary, Eddie. I don't know if you remember. PMAS? PMAS, the Perfunctory Now Ass Shot, yeah. The worst yeah, kind of movie today. That's Women the worst kind of movie today. Spare us the male ass shots, please spare us. There's several in this movie. Uh, we yeah. still haven't got to the two gentlemen who come and rip their pants. Right. Oh, I love Lau Wagner, one of my dear friends. I love Lau Wagner, super great guy. He's really funny. Yeah, these yeah. two are great. He's very movie. funny. Ronald Leo, one of my great friends. Sadly, he died way too young. He left us way too young. And, and you he guys have was a good the time? one that Randall and, you know, Randall and him would yeah. argue a little. No, you're exactly right. They didn't get along for whatever reason. And I, I heard him arguing one time, and all I heard is, if you do that, you're going to be wearing it once. <clears throat> he said in a menacing voice, like he was going to fight him. So I don't know what exactly happened, but they really were testing with each other. Ron did not like working with Randall. Now, I, I want you like to Randall. know, Mike, that Ron, the original choice for Blazing Saddles was Richard Pryor. Oh, yeah, Pryor. exactly. Well, you know, the movie was going to be called Black Bart. It was going to be me, Richard Pryor. Yeah, Richard Pryor was supposed to be the guy. And it said he wrote it. Brooks. Let me see yeah. one, I guess. Did have part a hand in writing it. And mm -hmm. they just figured he was a crazy man and he was a very strong star. He'll have yeah. an attitude. He might show up drunk or stoned. So yeah. they went to Cleveland. Yeah. You see, it kind of proved out later on, didn't it? Yeah, 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 it really brought him to prominence, and he did a great job. And I was laughing my ass off. We all were. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I heard a that story from Blazing Saddles. was a little Saddles. before my time. See, the cinematography, that's kind of a good shot. They have a lot of beautiful cinematic shots in this one. The cinematographer, I don't know who it is, but he did a fantastic job. The surfing is so good in this movie, too, and you could tell it's the same people yeah. sometimes. Or at least the, the people they have. But then they cut to these ladies getting uh, – that was added, added, added later to try to get a distribution which they mm -hmm. did get it was very limited are you are you a fan of surf culture i know zero about it i know nothing about it i'm telling you so watching these first 10 minutes this film's growing on me. i really do like it it's not as bad as i thought oh it has yeah there was and a the, wave of surfing a wave of surfing. I'm sorry? Carl said there was a yeah. wave of surfing. Yeah, I should oh, be the one apologizing. Then the, the soundtrack is phenomenal on this. It has like Beach Boys and it has modern stuff and both versions yeah, of the it's movie. Yeah, a great soundtrack. It's got beautiful cinematography. So many great comic actors in this. Yeah. Now it, Linda, well, I guess, was kind of this great woman. Linda a... played it straight. But everybody else is kind of a comedian. 
Okay, here comes Linda now. Linda will be in there. Now, here we have a little bit of joysticks, right, Mike? Mm -hmm. I mean, it feels it like, feel like arcade. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you had mentioned, I know joysticks was on a set. You had mentioned this was a set, but this is an actual arcade they shot in. This was an actual arcade, unlike joysticks in which they built one. And okay. two of the actors, we just saw one of the actresses, uh, the one on the right, Corinne, she was in joysticks. Gotcha. Now, the, the stuck-on produced stuff, to give it an R rating, also has a star from joysticks. Mm -hmm. Okay, here's a weird six degrees of Kevin Bacon. I did Michael J. Fox's first film, you know, Midnight Madness was his first film. Then he did, uh, Eric Stoltz did um, Back to the Future, he was the first choice. He did that and they fired him and took on Michael. So I have kind of a six degrees of separation from between me, Michael, and Eric, if you call Absolutely. that. Do you know that story, Mike? The original yeah, I did. Marty McFly. Yeah. Yeah. So the they didn't the like him in Back to the Future. They thought he was too serious. They have the test uh, footage of Eric Stoltz in Back to the Future in the box set. It's very And he does write a very period. Let me
Suicide. Now the ship breaks the snarling as you stumble across the room. But the day breaks instead, so you hurry home. Don't let the sunlight blast your shadow. Don't let the milk float bind your mind. There's so natural.
the city Slung out on lasers Sides back blazers Ain't all the racers While pulling the waiters Talking about Monroe Walking on Snow White But New York's a no-go And everything tastes nice